we'll be doing our teaching tonight. Jeanette, and there are a lot of you here tonight. That's awesome. Yay. <laughs> it's awesome when, unless you're teaching. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I can stop this. So tonight's lesson is hope. Um, so when all the things that are happening in our lives, what is it that you put your hope in? Uh, we tend to put our hope in relationships. And we soon realize that people are fickle. People are flawed, obviously. We're never perfect. Um, we might put our hope in our job, but we get discouraged or we feel unappreciated. Um, maybe you put your hope in your bank account. Not me, really, but um, because money buys happiness, right? But in reality, money just buys more stuff, and more stuff equals more problems because then you have maintenance and all kinds of problems with that. So what do we really have that we can put our hope in? And what we learn here at CR is that um, our hope should lie in Jesus Christ, our Savior. And he knows our struggles, our past struggles, our present struggles, and our future struggles. Nothing comes close to the fulfillment and rest that comes from God. Um, I'm going to read principle two. Earnestly believe that God exists, that I matter to him, and that he has the power to help me recover. Happy are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted, Matthew 5, 4. And we're on step two. We came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose, Philippians 2, 13. Um, tonight I'm going to share Psalm 23, and I'm going to share a little bit why um, I picked this. Uh, recently my daughter was diagnosed with kidney failure. And we spent a week at the hospital, and um, your faith gets a little bit tested in those kind of situations. And I was out of church for a few weeks because, you know, at the hospital for a week, and then, like, just it was Thanksgiving and just lots of things. And the first time I was back at church was in a small little Sunday evening service, and we were taking turns reading some verses, and when it came my turn, I read Psalm 23. And when I read it out loud that evening, it, it meant more to me than it's ever meant before. And it just gave me a lot of hopes. And then um, Caleb, I had told him I would take a turn teaching and that we would pray about which lesson. And he was like, what about the lesson for hope? And I thought, yeah, I think that um, I want to share about what I learned with Psalm 23. And then the very next Sunday at church, my pastor um, did a whole sermon on Psalm 23. So I might have stolen a little bit of this from him because I took frantic notes. So anyway, um, I'm going to go ahead and read the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. 
He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod, your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessing. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. You know, I always want to say amen there, too. My Bible doesn't say that. Does it say that in some Bibles? So in verse 1, where it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I have all that I need. Um, we see here that David, David is the author of the 23rd Psalm, that he roots his hope in the character of God. And like David, you and I don't have to stress and have, have anxiety over life struggles. We can rest in knowing that we have a shepherd, Jesus, who looks over us. He provides for our needs. Just like our higher power, the H in hope, Jesus Christ, he desires a hands-on, day-to-day, moment-to-moment relationship with us, like what we talked about tonight, boys. He can do for us what we've never been able to do for ourselves. We must believe and trust in the goodness of God. In 2 Corinthians 12, 9, Jesus says, My grace is enough for you, for where there is weakness, my power is shown more completely. When I was 12 was when I was saved at a little church camp one summer, and um, just shortly after that, I was baptized. And at that time, I was young, and I didn't really realize how much I was going to need Christ as my Savior to get me through a lot of things in life. Um, I can look back now and see all the times I've trusted him and how I'm currently trusting him through life situations, and I will continue to put my hope and trust in him. In verse 2 and verse 3, he says, He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths. And he brings honor, bringing honor to his name. We can rest in his favor. Our hope is restored when we rest. Our strength is renewed when we rest. But sometimes we feel like nothing's really changing. There's no reason to get out of bed. That's when we really need to allow him to renew our strength and fill us with hope and a purpose. You are created unique, and God does have a purpose for you. We are no longer slaves to sin, but we are free people. Um, by the time I was barely 17, um, both my parents, well, my mom and my stepdad, were both in prison, and I was a teenage single mom. And I had little hope at that time. Um, God soon sent uh, my husband. And lucky for me, he came from a really good family. And I began to have some hope again, a hope for a good future. Um, the O for hope is open to change. Throughout our lives, we will continue encounter, to encounter hurts and trials that we are powerless to change. With God's help, we need to be open to allow those trials to change us, to make us better, not bitter. Ephesians 4.23, now your attitudes and thoughts must all be constantly changing for the better. Yes, you must be a new and different person. I was becoming a different person, but it took time. 
when I first met my husband, I felt like every time I came into church, I had like a scarlet letter, like I was beneath all of these people. And, but all I was shown when I came here was love. Um, I was given opportunities to serve, and God began showing me that um, serving was one of my spiritual gifts. And I've embraced that gift, and I've learned to ask him for, ask him to show me more of my gifts um, so I can serve him better. Um, By being around people who encouraged me and shared the gospel with me and taught the truth of Jesus, I was open to change. When I thought there was no hope, all the possibilities became available, and I have hope. And when I thought I couldn't do, I'm doing. Verse 4, even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. We all face bad circumstances at some point in our lives. Some have just pulled through some bad circumstances. Some are right in the middle of some bad circumstances. And and for some of us, it's sad to say that something's coming because we live in a sin-cursed world and not a perfect world. And in verse 4, we see that Jesus delivers us through these circumstances. It may be health issues, financial struggles, or family problems. No matter the problem, his word promises, have no fear because I am with you. None of us are exempt from trials. I, I've done my best, but my best is not good enough. But I've done, I've tried to serve in the church. I do love Jesus. Um, I'm married to a Christian man. My kids love Jesus. But no matter what, um, problems arise. We, we have health issues. We have financial problems. My, my marriage was nearly wrecked by infidelity. Um, My extended family doesn't always get along, but we can find hope in his presence. He gives us the power to change. We don't have to wallow in the difficult circumstances, not able to make a change. We cannot free ourselves either. God's power is what gives us the ability to change and change our situations. Psalms 25.5, lead me, teach me, For you are the God who gives me salvation. I have no hope except in you. In verse 5 and 6 of the 23rd Psalm, You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. So how do we even know that we can put our hope in him? Well, I like to take time and reflect on the times where Jesus pursued me and where he did come through for me. But not only that, I like to read in the Bible where he continuously came through for his people. um, And he blessed his people. His word is the truth. And he keeps his promises time and time again. So we can expect to change. That's the E. With God's help, the changes that we all long for are possible. By following the steps and putting our trust in him, the more I study and understand about God, I understand that in myself, I will never be good enough. I'll never be smart enough. I'll never quite have what it takes, but he does. Um, I'm only responsible for being available for God to use me. 
I'm able and willing to be where he needs me to be. There's a new level of hope that comes into our lives where we don't think so much about what we cannot do, but what we can do. Hope becomes our desire and motivation to explore all that God has available for us. Hope is put in us. God can use you. Through the Holy Spirit, his power comes through. God does the work, Philippians 1.6. I am sure that God, who began the good work within you, will keep right on helping you grow in his grace until his task within you is finally finished on that day when Jesus Christ returns. We must base our hope in Jesus and in Jesus alone. In Romans 15.13, Jesus said, I am the good shepherd, hope of the world. Caleb would have wanted to sing one more song. 